You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hello and welcome to Matt Meets the Music Industry. I am here with a very dear friend of mine, Ben Voss, of Circular Wave, Music Step, and many other things. How are you today, Ben? Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm very well. Thank you for, uh, for having me. It's always good talking to you, man. No, totally. So did I summarize everything correctly? There's Circular Wave, there's Music Step, and then you're managing some, some artists now. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah. I started with Music Step when I was working for Sony Music um, because I thought it's a really great opportunity and a really great idea. And then the Circular Wave label idea came up, um, which we started in April 25th this year. Um, and then <clears throat> out of a sudden, I discovered an artist on Music Step. Um, his name is Daniel Leon, and um, he, he, you know, I was just so impressed. Um, and then I was meeting him in Hamburg and, um, you know, spent some days with him, asked him, like, what is he doing? What, what, what he wants to achieve and stuff. And like, you know, tested his kind of like willingness to be, a, to be some, uh, somebody or to be, to be an artist. And, um, yeah, it went well. And one week later he asked me if I can do his management. And so I was like, maybe I don't have the capacity, but then I was thinking, you know, that's, that's a that's a, a, a really good chance because he's a really good artist so why not and you know now now i have an artist on the management side as well so it's all developing when you say you test someone for their capacity what does that mean exactly i think that a lot of artists come to me and they're like oh i'm super willing and yada 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 but then they fail that sort of test for capacity can you elaborate what that means yeah um I would say bring them into situations where they have to um, succeed, if you want to say so, or uh, where they have to. Um, uh, what's it? Um, what's the English word for it? Where they have to just do it, right? So, I mean, yeah. I, I brought into a situation where there was a friend of mine opening an art gallery in Hamburg, and um, I was in Hamburg, and he was in Hamburg. I was like, hey, would you would you mind playing there for the for the opening, you know? Um, and then he's like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" And uh, what should I do? Should should we, should, we, should we meet up front and uh, should we check the set list? Do you want to see me play before and stuff like that? So he came up with the idea how to how to make it happen. I didn't have to give him the solution. He found the solution yeah. himself because he really wanted to do it. So I think it's 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 more like get. Get the people in the situation or the artists in a situation where they have to, uh, where you can see they really want to to do it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good way to put it. Is, you know, because I also think it's a thing where like, you know, if you're an A and R guy at like a traditional label, you've got. 
10 to 20 artists that you're involved with at any one time. Mm. And I feel like the ones you actually care about are the ones who are like taking initiative. Yeah. Because some people just kind of sit around and it's like, well, I'm not going to really go work on that band if they're just sitting around. I want to work on the band who's like, not just whining that they don't have a booking agent, but is actively like trying to do things. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. There's so many ways you can do something. I mean, one of, one of our bands on Circular Way, for example, it's called Chaos Bay. They're from Berlin. They really, you know, it, 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 they, they're still in the UK status, but um, that doesn't matter once you discover that they want to do something and want to bring up something and want to work on their artist career. So um, the singer um, and also simultaneously manager of the band, um, he, uh, he wrote to me an email and said, like, look, we can, we, can, we can work together, but what I want to have is, a, is a, at least a weekly or you know, a an, an, an close exchange to you and, 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 and your team. So he brought it up, right? So he wanted mm-hmm. to be in contact. He wanted to, to do those, those, those calls and those emails and he wanted to have a fast responding time um, because he doesn't want to waste any time and he wants to get, 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 get the progress going. Yeah, and I think that's important. But so to circle back, because you kind of, you, you alluded to this earlier, but we didn't really unpack it. You worked at Sony at a very high level for a long time. I mean, I wouldn't say very high level, but uh, I, you know, I, I left uh, as a senior A&R for Columbia Records, having several bands on my roster. And uh, yeah, but those bands yeah. were like Amon Amarth. Yeah, Amon <laughs> Amarth, Evanescence, Killswitch Engage. Um, that was that, that's my biggest three. How did you? How did that come together? Um. Well, I was. I mean. Should I start very early or should I? Yeah, start, start very here? early. Start very early. What <laughs> happened? Break okay, it down well, for people. I was, um, I started as an intern at Sony Music. And um, how did you get the internship? Well, um, I, I was studying publicism and communication science. And I was discovered the music industry. And then for me, it was the decision right away. I wanted to become an A&R. So I was looking for, for, for companies who are, you know, who give uh, interns and I was studying in Vienna and in Vienna, the music industry is not that big. So I had to go back to Germany for that. So I found Sony music in Munich, which is um, my, my, my home area. Um, and yeah, the, I got an intern in the, in, in, in marketing um, because it was the only free intern um, that they had to, to that point and uh, to that time. And I was like, I don't want to go into marketing. I want to go into A&R. But I mean, to get the foot in the door, I would do it. Um, I was not very, I'm, I'm, I have to admit that I was not the best marketing intern Sony Music ever had probably, but I made my contacts, you know? So, you know, I was meeting um, one of my first mentors in the, in the industry, Andreas Coyle, who was A&R there for that time, uh, at the time. And, um, you know, he said, you are, you have the ability to be an A&R. So I did my intern and at the end of my intern day or, or, you know, my working day, I was sitting in his office talking about music, talking about bands, like learning, learning, learning. Yeah. Um, I did that for a half a year. And um, after that, um, or with, with the, the insights I got from Andreas, um, I did some, you know, uh, <laughs> Let's put it that way. He, 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 he told me some tricks 
which I, of course, tested right away. And <clears throat> I discovered a, an artist who became pretty big in Germany. Um, and uh, Andreas and I wanted to sign him, but um, you know we, we couldn't manage it because of several things. And then he got signed to Universal and it was, was a big hit. So then afterwards they were, um, they were offering me an, uh, an assistant, an assistant job. And that was my, my beginning, my start. And that was, it was even half, like half working time. It was not a full week. It was a half week working relation mm -hmm. then. So I started my own management company for three rock bands, metal bands, one from Spain, one from Munich and the other one from Austria, um, just to do something, to get more, to gather more, um, more learnings and, uh, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I did the intern for, but not, uh, not intern, the, the assistant job for quite for, for nine months. Um, and then I got the opportunity to go to Hamburg to work for a smaller publishing company as an ANR. So, you know, packed my stuff, moved to Hamburg, nobody knowing there, just, just, just for the job. And um, yeah, I took the chance, was working for them, for that company about one and a half years. And then EMI Publishing in Hamburg, which was the biggest publishing company at the, at the time, before they got sold, um, they was they were looking for a young A&R, um, and with with some good network and uh, you know, I, I already worked with a major company as an assistant. I had several contacts from my work at AMB Talpa, and um, so yeah, I got the job there. Um, luckily, so that was that was my other three <clears throat> three and a half years in in Hamburg. Uh, the company got sold to Sony ATV. I was spending one year more at Sony ATV before I left and went back to Sony because my former mentor or my mentor, one of my mentors in the music industry, had uh, an opportunity to hire an a &R for rock and metal um, when he was running um, Epic Records. Yeah. So I went back to Sony Music to Munich and started um, the rock metal a narring for 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 um, for Epic uh, within Sony Music. <clears throat> first, my first band. I was I, I luckily got to work with, not signing them, but you know, being in the team was in Flames. Um, with their record Siren Charms. Um, that was coming out at Sony, <clears throat> and then you know from there on. Um, I got several opportunities and uh, did several signings and uh, worked six and a half years for that great company. That's awesome. So what uh, you, you wanted, to, well, that was a really long way to go there, I would say. <laughs> so, yeah, so how do you end up working with, because you were, you know, you were the A&R guy when Amon Amarth went number one in Germany. Yeah. How did you make that happen? Well, <clears throat> with a great team. And, uh, and a great vision, I, I, I guess. So um, when I was studying at, at Epic, one year later, Epic got closed down because the head of Epic, Andreas Coyle, you know, changed to RCA. <clears throat> um, so I went from Epic to Columbia Records and my boss there, Willy Eman, he wasn't, wasn't, wasn't in contact with uh, Brian Slagle from Metal Blade. Mm -hmm. um, about like, you know, <clears throat> um, I'm on a Marth and uh, if there's any possibility to cooperate and to, you know, get involved. Um, so, you know, they really also consulted me, um, you know, this metal band, 
you're the metal guy. So then um, we started negotiating. Um, at one point, I flew down to Portugal, where Amon Amarth had a small gig. It was, I think, a four or 500 capacity just to meet the band because I never met the band before. And I was always saying, like, look, we cannot do a deal before, uh, on, you know, until we didn't meet the band. And, you know, we you know, get to know each other. And they have to see if I'm the right person, too, you know. So, yeah. build the, you know, build the relationship or, or, or just check, check out to each other. And um, so I flew down to, to Portugal, got to the show, you know, got to, got to know the guys, which was a really, really cool and, 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 and very, you know, welcoming um, evening. Uh, we talked a bit about what they want to do, how they want to achieve it, what's, what's their vision on the next project that was Yom's Viking at that time. And then I got involved and I just, um, I told them what I think. And then we had a discussion about like possibilities and, and how we can make it happen. Um, I flew back. Um, I guess the band liked what I said because they signed the deal. It was through Metal Blade though. Um, but uh Brian was 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 uh, as far as I know uh, was was happy to do it. I was happy to do it. So we started, and then we set up um, a campaign that was um, based on how do we get the band to an attention level where um, it's not only their old fans, but more like keeping their old fans, but also raising the attention to the whole metal industry. You know. Yeah includes more than or more subgenres as well um and i think that was that was done by finding the right people um or like setting up that good campaign is finding the right people to do it i mean we had a we had an absolute fantastic team to work on on Ramon Ramarth. and then we achieved the, the first number one in there and there uh, like german i think german number one uh, in their artist career and few 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 years later we went gold with um which is pretty crazy absolutely for a band who are that heavy you know and not ever going to bring in a clean vocal and not ever going to do you know what i mean like like that's not a band who fuck around (laughs) um yeah absolutely absolutely i mean i was i was super happy and then i think also the band was super happy to have the to, to to achieve it you know like having a gold record as a melodic death metal band in germany is quite a deal um, yeah, but I think it was it was um, it was it was a thing of you know good cooperating team, good ideas, no um, real ego things involved. You know, like hey, this is the best idea, we go for the best idea. You know, hey, this mm-hmm. is th- this makes sense, we do that. Also, we had some some good investment. Um, we had the chance to invest. In that band and in, in, in that um, in that campaign, so it was not only a money thing, but it was um, a thing about how to spend the money wisely. Where do you think was the best um, spending happening? Mm. Like what what money had the highest leverage? Well, I think it was. It was fan. How do you put that? Fan events. Yeah. Fan events are, are, are pretty expensive, but 
um, you get a lot of, um, of material, you know, you get new videos, you get pictures, fans are happy and so on. Um, we did a lot of, well, not a lot of, we did some good fan events um, in whole Europe. And I remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and some good press, press days as well, you know. So bringing everybody together, give them a good time, listen to music, get to know the band, you know, everybody can say hi, the band speaking to everybody, you know, it's, you know, they're getting, um, um, yeah. So it was, it was the one-to-one -one interaction that really moved the needle. Yeah, it was interacting with the band, you know, being, being closer to the band um, than before for the fans and also some industry people, I guess. Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And that's really cool. How, okay, so then, so you have these successes and now you moved on to start your own label, Circular Wave, right? Yeah. But even there, you have kind of um, an unorthodox model. Can you break that down a little bit? The unorthodox business model or the unorthodox um, model of, 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 of our way of working? Both. Okay. So, yeah, the, um, the unorthodox, unorthodox, it's pretty hard for a German. <laughs> um, now, the, the, the way we work is, is basically we work decentralized. So we, we think that you don't need an office in, in a certain territory with your own people that, is, that are employed by you. But we think if you have a network of you know good people um in marketing in promotion in wherever where you whatever you need uh, who are you know passionate about the band and passionate about the project you know and really want to work with the project in that territory you already have somebody who's taking care of that of that band so why having you know a whole team sitting there um when you have the team already but on, on a freelance for a freelance basis yeah so that's one thing it's it's not a new model i mean there's a lot of companies of doing it as well but i think like the network character that we bring in that we we we, we we're building up step by step uh, a bigger network where everybody can you know um can benefit from from that from that big network because they all are connected too and the yeah. other thing is that we're doing we're not we're not going for the old classic uh, royalty share model and, 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 and you know, um, but we do profit split deals. So um, the costs will be split 50-50, the you know, profit will be split 50-50. Or once the band is bringing in more, it, whatever it is, on videos, um, more attention, more sales already, we can even split the, 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 the profit 70, 30 or whatever, you know? It's more like we're a team, we work as a team with the band. It's not like we working for the band, the band is not working for us, we're working all together for the success that we want to reach. Yeah, so it's almost, what I see happening more and more with a variety of labels is you're almost embracing this like management model. Yeah. You know, or 
I feel like, okay, so here's, here's how I view it. And I kind of want your opinion, right? I feel like we had 360 deals and people were like, ah, that's maybe a little bit too much, but also we're like, oh, that's also really fucking convenient. And I feel like managers simultaneously want to have more slices of the pie and also not deal with labels that can be questionable at times. And they want to be able to like control everything on their big piece of product. Yeah. So I get the impression that a lot of these companies are just sort of morphing into like this sort of new thing. Yeah. That isn't really a label in the proper sense. You know what I mean when I say that? I, yeah, it's, absolutely, it's a... absolutely. I think I think uh, you know the, the the old label business is is has to change anyways because you know this is bands and managements now how it works nowadays. You know, it's not a big big secret anymore, especially when now everything is going to digital business. You know, you, you you upload it to the to the DSPs. It's all digital, um, digitalized. There's there's some good physical market going on as well. Yes, of course, and especially yeah. in, in in the rock and metal world, and you will always need that. You know, producing vinyls and stuff. But the CD is dying. Nobody's talking about that anymore. Uh, at least not the jewel case. You know, maybe you do you do a you do a good um, digipack because it has some special things in it, more booklet, whatever. Um, and it's a fan product and it will, the physical product will become a fan only product, you know, where yeah. it's like, it's like a merchandise item. And, um, <clears throat> and I think especially bigger acts and bigger managements, they know that. And, 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 you know, why giving a label that, that much power um, and um, yeah, that much money as well <clears throat> when they can do it themselves now, you know? So um I think you know I, I know I know a few bigger managements who are thinking in that direction. And I think it's 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 absolutely uh, understandable, and there's a few few big ones who can really do it. So, and that's why that's why we are also not only um, not only <laughs> to say uh, you know, a record label, but we also offer artists and label services. So once a big act says, okay, well, we, we want to keep our rights and we, we know how to do it and we set everything up, but we need people, a special specialist who deal with that um, and who can do the work, they can hire us. Yeah, I think that's, it's a better way to be. You know, if every, you know, the, the right solution for the people who are looking for it. So of course, it's, it's always good to have the old license model or the, the classic deal model, um, especially for, for, for newcomers because they cannot afford to have that labor service model. Um, and we need, yeah. we need artist development because if we don't do it, there's nothing coming up. And um, so, you know, helping good bands grow is the one side, but also, you know, being a team for for bigger acts or for, for more established acts and or maybe big act, really big acts um, that need good solutions, that need a good team, that need good ideas, for example, uh, uh, especially, you know, mm -hmm. um, because I think it's all about the, the creative ideas. And this is what, you know, what takes time and you need to have the time to think about, you know, being creative, finding the right ideas, finding the right or, or the things that hasn't been done yet for the band yeah absolutely is there any final things you want to push before we wrap this up 
Um, not sure, actually. I'm, I'm not. I'm... <laughs> listen you listen to Lonely Spring, know? motherfuckers. What are They're you great. Uh, no, I don't know. Is, is there any Q and A? Is there any chat function where you can we can have? Uh... There is no chat function, but uh, go listen to Lonely Spring, everyone. They rule. That oh night, yeah, I can. Have I time can, on that yeah, band. I can. I can. I can. Yeah, this is, this is like, of course, I can. Um, I can advertise my, my own my own band. So go listen to Lonely Spring. It's a great band. It's emo, pop, punk. Uh, go listen to Chaos Bay. Um, it's a it's a it's a great alternative alternative metal band. Go listen to Electric Enemy from the UK. Um, they just released a new song, Save Me, I'm the Crazy, on Friday. Go listen to Peaks. It's a um, band from Italy. Um, yeah. It'll that, be out by the time you hear it. It's called Turin. By the time this podcast is out, rather, the song will be out. Okay. Um, so that's a good yeah, there's, song, there's, too. There's a lot of good music out there, and um, I'd say go go listen to, to great music and support each other and help each other out and, and uh, you know, you know get get some fresh air in, in the industry in, 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 in you as a band if you listen and you're, you're an artist. Um, I just can encourage people to, you know, to just do something um, if you want to achieve something. That's what we talked about earlier. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Matt. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com.